This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. All right, y'all. What an honor. I get to drop in with my friend Andrew Seeley, the uh, founder of Eat Thrive Yoga and the uh, co-host of the podcast Yoga Revealed. And you mentioned, is that one of the largest or the largest yoga? One of the yoga, the largest yoga podcasts on the market. We have um, anywhere between 50,000 to 100,000 downloads per month. So we've been doing it for about two and a half years now, and it's one of my favorite ways to share the beauty that is the yoga community and its growth and its continued evolution. Yeah, it's it's funny. I didn't even know about that podcast until right like a few minutes ago, but, <laughs> but it's not that big of a surprise either because, Andrew, you seem to be doing incredible things everywhere you go. So we got to meet, I think it was about four years ago at the first uh, New Year's Evolution Fest, a.k.a. Tribe Design. That was our first event. It was when it was just like a concept and we went all in. We got about 100 people at this awesome property in Kauai and Andrew was definitely one of them. And honestly, I'm not even certain at this point at the event when it kicked off, I didn't know how everyone was there and I didn't know how Andrew even got there. But I'm like, this guy is awesome. He's he's helping us out. And I remember you just going, you were like very, had an angelic presence, kind of floating around, adjusting people, helping them with their handstands, and just like really having a smile on your face, and I would say putting a smile on other people's faces. So that's how my memory of that event, I'm curious what that memory brings up for you when we first connected in person. Yeah, I actually um, was told about the event uh, through a really good friend of mine, Robin, who is an incredible beekeeper, and she also is one of the uh, co-founders of Kawaii Juice Co., and she is like incredible. She works with Crystal on a day-to-day basis, and she was like, hey, you know, there's this really incredible event going on in Kauai by these raw bros, and she's like, do you know them? I was like, no, I've never heard of them before you know she's like yeah and like you should go out there and you know maybe do some yoga I'm gonna be dropping off some juice let's just go out there and so I headed out there and you know had the opportunity to meet up with you guys and this whole crew of awesome individuals and um, I'm pretty sure it was Travis Brewer there that year as well yeah yeah and And, um, the Tarzan yeah 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 and Tarzan as well and those are my good friends from over here in Venice Beach and you know, immediately, like, you see familiar faces, you're ready to play, and it was just a really good way to get into a really awesome counterculture, especially in Kauai, where, you know, you've got a lot of people who are into health and wellness, but they're not regularly communing together. So to be in a community and to be in the space that you provided for us all to be able to create, collaborate, and really connect was awesome. And I'm one of those people where wherever I am, my goal is to uplift the vibration. So it's like wherever I am, I'm going to share what I love. So whether that's handstands, whether that's acro yoga, whether that's meditation, my goal is to help inspire people to learn a deeper sense of connection, not only with themselves, but with the people around them. Well, I feel it. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being that. Um, And I imagine most people... Uh, this might be true or not, but most people probably have been exposed to you through like epic 
photos. <laughs> Maybe that's the original impression, like epic photos. And I would say judge like peculiar situations. Like I could imagine many moms getting extra nervous. And um, I bet yeah, maybe I'm not sure if you've received any kind of like angry uh, feedback or like don't do that or that's too risky. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. You don't want to influence people. Does it, I'm curious how you deal with that because if you if someone hasn't seen the photos, where's the best place? Your Instagram, which is Andrew. Seeley. Yeah, Andrew Seven Seely, or my my website, Andrew Seven Seely. I mean, there's I, some photos there that kind of get me nervous too. So I'd love yeah, to hear about some that. videos too. You know, my my goal is really to teach people that your perception of reality is created by your own view, and what you do on a day to day basis, your rituals are what create your reality. So every day I do handstands. Every day I put my hands on the earth, I dig my fingers into the earth, and I feel my balance in the earth on my hands. So just like, you know, every day someone may get up and swim 100 meters or run 10 miles, it's like you prime yourself to be able to have the ability to be able to produce that result. And my reasoning for showing people you know these epic handstands on the diving board in Yosemite or on you know Point Dune over there in Malibu is like I want to show people that they are completely capable of priming themselves for whatever they wish to do it's just choosing what they wish to do and so when it comes down to it uh, I feel that you know, beyond it being a, a fear factor or beyond it being uh, something that is uh, exhilarating, it's more so to share a perspective that anything is possible when you tune yourself to that specialty. Well, you're de you're definitely inspiring me, and it's um, it's just it's such beautiful places too, and that's something that I'm particularly interested in. I think that's a passion that we share, probably to put ourselves in the most beautiful spaces on earth, especially um. I do a lot of um, breath work, and I'm imagining you do as well. You kind of dropped us into a mini, mini meditation right before this. And I feel like those places where you're taking photos is probably some of the um, best air and oxygen in the world, the best mana, however you want to describe that. What are some of – where you, have you been I – mean, I know you've been all, all over the places, but where are some of those spaces that really stick out to you? They're like, wow, when I go here and I breathe in that air, I feel yeah. like I'm on something special. Yeah, I, I would say that um, one of my favorite places uh, to feel that, that prana, that mana, that deep connection of the heavens and the earth is Kauai. I feel like Kauai is an absolute – paradise it's one of those points on the earth where you can feel the energy and the vibration of creation and like you said like tapping into that it really brings forth a resonance not only in the air that you're breathing but also in the environment that you are completely immersed in and i love being barefoot you know walking on the nepali coast trail like full-on in the atmosphere of nature because I feel that we as human beings are a piece of nature and as a piece of nature our goal is to be the best versions of ourselves while being in co-harmony and coexistence and like beautiful connection with all that is around us and oftentimes we happen to be you know right now in Venice Beach California which luckily is near a beach and near a lot of community but 
it's not the most na natural rich space. So I really do my best to get to places like Bali, get to places like Kauai, get to places like Costa Rica, get to places like Barbados, because I really enjoy being near the water, near spaces of creation, near spaces of, of like deep, deep, deep interconnectivity where you can really feel nature where you can look on trees and see bugs where you can you know hear birds calling in the sky where you can hear the creepy crawlies on the ground when you're hiking in the dark like I love that because I feel that it brings us back to the understanding that we're all part of this macrocosm of magnificence that continues to spiral around this universe and there's so much life that we have yet to discover. Amen. Thank you. I'm happy I asked that. Um, <laughs> has this always been normal for you? I, I'm, yeah, I don't see. I haven't known you for your start or the sh if, if there was a shift or you were living a totally different lifestyle at one point. Uh, I, I would say I was living a, a different lifestyle at one point. Um, I worked for a software company for quite some time called MindBody. It was a software company out of San Luis Obispo. Um, I would say that my awakening happened around that point, um, around the time of like 1920. Um, when I was 19, I was, you know, playing soccer. I was in a fraternity. I was basically drinking, you know, alcohol every single evening, partying. I was the commissary for my fraternity. So I had the opportunity of cooking for my brothers, which was really awesome. But um, I found that a lot of my time was spent doing things that I didn't really feel I had the control of. And I was doing them because I was, you know, that was the expectation at the time. It was expected of me to go to school and to get good grades. It was expected of me to, you know, cook for my brothers and be a part of this fraternity. It was expected of me to, you know, show up every day and be this cookie cutter version of myself. And growing up, I was always the nature kid. I was always the kid, you know, turning over rocks, looking under the rocks, checking out the earthworms, you know, putting spiders in jars and, and collecting. I, I really enjoyed collecting things and really getting an idea as to how things worked. And when I went to school, I was studying microbiology because I really enjoyed life sciences. And to this day, yoga for me is my life science. It's my self-discovery of self. It's my opportunity to help others tap into their selves. And so around 1920, I got introduced to this uh, software company called MindBody. And my big brother in the fraternity was working there. And he inspired me to start working there part-time as a good way to make money. Um, not only because it was good money, but also because it was a company that was based on core values. You know, they were all about, you know, being purpose driven. They were all about, you know, saving the environment, all about, you know, leveraging technology, things like that really stuck to me as, oh, like this is actually something that not only could make me money, but also is going to be beneficial for the people who I'm offering this service to. So... Yeah, a little airplane noise. Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I think that these are protecting the noise enough. It's okay. nice up there. This technology. Speaking of technology, technology is getting wild, man. Dude, it's, it's good. on that. I mean, you know, you've been a, a man that has used technology to the advantage of just what we were talking about, like finding amazing spots in nature and getting supercharged. And um, I, I've, I'm amazed of the because we've been offering events for about ten years. I'm amazed of like the normal reasons why people don't come but they really want to go 
Mm-hmm. And it's it shocks me that it really. I know that sometimes it's helpful to have money, and I I believe money is infinite. I think it's like a symbolic value, a symbolic representation of value, and value is infinite. So, but for the people that are kind of caught in the loop that they don't have money to do this or they don't have the time to do this, do you do you have any opinions about like what holds most people back from experiencing what you just kind of nonchalantly do? It seems seemingly say, nonchalantly. It I might mean, be more than that. It, it has to be linked to your passion. Um, I feel that, you know, truly creating value in your life um, comes from a deep space of understanding what you truly value. What makes you tick? What makes you happy? You know, some people may want to go on an adventure because they see other people doing it and they feel that that would inspire them to become something more than they currently are. And that desire to become something more than they currently are has to be stronger than whatever's holding them back. And what usually holds people back is that lack of money or that lack of time. But really, it's a lack of confidence to step outside of their comfort zone. So I I feel that that's the the pinpoint is is inspiring people to step outside of their comfort zone on a day-to-day basis so that when it comes time for them to really make that quantum leap to the next level of their life, they can truly do that without the fear of what am I, what, what if, what if, what if this happens? You know, all those little negative naysayer thoughts that come up in your mind that are, what if this happens? It's like, you know, the reason that we have been able to be creatives and got this far on living our passions and tapping into nature and inspiring others to do the same is because it has worked and it can work and living this type of lifestyle is completely accessible for everyone if you choose to do it and it requires stepping outside of the comfort zone becoming uncomfortable and that is what makes us strong and resilient man i I definitely resonate with what you're saying and I, i had a um a thought when you were saying that that a lot i imagine a lot of people hear the message that you express there. And I I think a lot of people are expressing that message in different ways. And it's a powerful message that I really want people to hear more people to hear it. But I think some people say, Oh, that's not sustainable for everyone. So and then they that's their way of not doing it. Do you kind of feel what I'm saying there? Like they'll tell a story, this is not sustainable for everyone. So I shouldn't be doing it. And and that's, that's the decision, you know, is, is are you going to look at someone else and have their life define yours? Or are you going to choose to define your own life by your own thoughts? Because nowadays, especially with technology, we have, you know, people looking at their iPhones and thinking that, you know, they want to become the next, uh, let me just throw a name out there, the first, uh, Alexis Wren, you know, she travels all around the world, she's a model, she's pretty, you know, she makes pretty faces and that's what she does, you know, and she makes money doing that. I have a really good friend, Ayla, Ayla Woodrow. She's, you know, a YouTube star. She makes funny videos and she runs around the world and has the opportunity to travel and post about these, you know, expensive, elaborate, luxury, beautiful hotels and people put her up for free, you know, and pay her also to go to these spaces. And I think that creating that type of influence is great but what i feel is more important than that is really doing something that you're passionate about really stepping into not only 
doing something that makes you feel good, but doing something that makes others feel good while you do it. This is such a theme on these. I've done like five interviews the last 24 hours or so. And that's such a theme of the um, my friends that are, I think, making a huge impact in the world in such an inspirational way that they're focusing on like what's best for them and the planet and what lights them up the most. So the, I guess it's just such a big question, but how do we get more people to do that? Are there any like hacks or tricks or hard work strategies uh, like or what is it, an epiphany? That's the big question, man. And And I'm actually in it right now because I just released my app called Eat Thrive Yoga. I released it on February 3rd, which was four days ago. And we've had over 50... I think it's 58 downloads of it thus far. And it's like, those are real people that are excited about learning yoga, meditation, and healthy eating habits. Because my goal is to help people truly transition from living a predictable, very square life. And I want them to transition to being able to produce the magic, the wonder, that serendipity, that synchronicity, that that beauty of being able to live in their purpose. And I feel that helping people to transition to that space requires daily meditation. It requires rituals of affirmation. It requires writing in your journal. It requires practicing yoga. It requires putting healthy, vibrant food into your body. And all of these things are practices that can be practiced on your own, but it's 10 times easier to do it with the support system of someone who's already done it. You know, it's like, how did you learn how to podcast? You've probably listened to however many podcasts, you know, to learn about how to do this. And so it's, it's all about really not only just inspiring, but also producing a system that helps people get to a probable goal. And my goal is to help uplift people to become the best versions of themselves. The only way that I can truly do that is if I create a system that is duplicatable, that allows them to be able to transition to that next level and to do it in a sustainable way. And so that's why I built an app called Eat Thrive Yoga because it's like, you know, what is what are most people spending their time on? Apps on their phones. Whether it's YouTube or Instagram, it's like, People are on their phones on a day-to-day basis. And so, you know, thank the Lord that there are podcasts like this, you know, and that's an app as well. And thank the Lord that there's great content out there. But our goal is really, you know, how are people subscribing to the information that's helping them make that transition? So I feel that that that's my answer is, you know, the only way that we can truly inspire more and really create a change that is sustainable is to take the time and the effort to create systems that allow people to make those sustainable changes that they need to have in their lives and thus then they'll know how to inspire the people around them yes yeah here we are vibrating similar frequencies again because that's what this podcast is for me this podcast is one of the like foundational structures for the breaking normal brand that people can follow along and live a better life and same with the book and now i'm also creating an app so this app topic is pretty big for me so eat thrive yoga and people can find it if they have an android and or iphone yeah okay yeah awesome um 
how when, how long has it taken you to create that? And what was your process of creating? Because I'll give a little disclaimer. I got myself a little. I would, I like my mom would say, I got Daniel got himself over his head. Oh, it's a app. lot, and especially financially. I was a little surprised. So I'm a. I'm about to, now that this podcast is launched and when the eight-week window is over, I'm going to redirect my energy into that, and I'm excited to, but I want to hear about your development of the app and how that went down, especially if someone like is listening that might be interested in developing an app, because I think that is so cool, and I want to mention one thing from what, the little I understand about programming a technology in the app, is that, it's, that what shows up on the virtual reality of their screen is based on symbols put in a certain order yep and code I, yeah code and i find that so <laughs> profound because i'm like i start putting that back on me and i'm thinking is the symbols that i code into my reality and based on what order i'm doing it, and i can change it up anytime we can just like you can change an app you can reprogram an app anytime it's like how important is what i'm saying because words and letters are symbols and what how important is the order i put them in so i've become hyper mindful of the symbols that i'm choosing to express since embarking upon the development of the app so if that resonates with you if you throw that in there too that'd be awesome to hear but i'm just personally curious yeah how I this mean, has gone down for you or gone up for you it's it's been a really interesting uh circumstance because within like the last uh seven months i've spent a lot of time creating content a lot of time you know recording video and then a lot of time going back and forth with these developers. Luckily, I, I've I've really been blessed with the opportunity of meeting some really incredible developers who helped me, who actually approached me because they were like, you know, we see what you're doing. Not only is what you're doing incredible, but we feel that it can be done in a more sustainable way. And, you know, this is the time when I was like, okay, like, should I just, you know, put all my efforts into YouTube? Should I put all my efforts into, you know, creating an online program with Kajabi or one of those companies or Udemy, you know? And so it was like this, uh, this looking to create a system that allows people to be able to uplift themselves. And, you know, I, I, I strongly believe that what you seek is seeking you. So if you're constantly going out there, you know, really producing the best of your work, then you'll get approached by people who are looking to amplify what you're doing. So, you know, I get this email from these developers out of Germany. One of them had been to a workshop of mine and was inspired by my work and was like, you know, I've been following you and I was thinking, you know, have you ever thought of creating an app? And I was like, yes thank you thank you source yes like this is exactly what i would like to do and um you know seven months later through a lot of back and forth a lot of continued you know functionality this is how i would like it to be this is how i want this to look you know these are the colors this is the text that needs to be here this button needs to feel like this you know and i also come from the software background where i i not only helped sell the software but then I actually moved to another company where we were developing a software for um, memberships for CrossFit studios so I worked with a development team I worked with you know a user usability team so I really had a lot of background as to understanding not only how an app works but how an app needs to function to be able to be streamlined and easy to use so that the user can actually get from point A to point B in the least amount of clicks while at the same time giving them the effective information that they need. So I, I 
it's a it's a lucky turn of events that I have that previous knowledge and that now I'm at this point where I have the opportunity to present something that I really feel strongly about and that's mine. You know, it's like this is this is something that I have put my heart, my effort, my time and my value into and that's why I'm so excited to present it to everyone who's listening here and to you especially. I mean, this is like it's a blessing to have the opportunity to share. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like a blessing. It reminds me too of um, when I how Broke, Breaking Normal got written was a guy I've been sitting. You know, you mentioned the Rob Ross. I've been doing creating content for a long time now, and I've been continuously. When are you going to write a book? When are you going to write a book? And, and I'm like, I don't know. I just don't want to. For whatever reason, sitting down at a computer and typing a book up did not even appeal to me it was like an idea but sure enough by creating all the content I was doing some guy hit me up and he started like writing samples like he wanted to show me what a good writer is and he wanted to write a book with me and I was like wow this the same kind of thing like yes yes source so we ended up uh spending a month together in Montana like I rented a place and I just started doing audio for like a month straight going on inspiring hikes so instead of me sitting behind a computer thinking that was my missing piece by kind of sticking to the creation and sticking to what like lit me up, someone comes into my life and they wanted to turn my audio into a book, basically. And so I, a year later, that's how Breaking Normal got produced. So I can relate to that. And then uh, speaking of books too, one of my I mentioned Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning. I interviewed him, and he, it was so funny the things that you were saying were requirements. He has um, that's kind of, I think how his book got so famous because he strategized a system called the Lifesavers, and it's like what you do every morning. And the Lifesavers stand for uh, it's an acronym for like scribing or silence, silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise reading and inscribing so it's kind of packed in there and i'm and i'm curious um what would if that is that stuff that you mentioned the requirements is that involved in the app or is yeah. that how yeah. does it, what so, would a user expect from an app so when you pull up app? the app um the first thing that you go through is actually a full body scan so it's going to ask you your weight your height um your muscle build um because it's also a meal planning app because one of my eat eat what you put in your body is just as important as what you do with your body what you put on your body inside creates the outside literally like i'm i'm such a big proponent of what you put in your body is most important because the energy that you put in is the energy that you get out so first thing that we go through is a full-on body scan second thing that we go through is uh, you actually get to choose what type of you know day-to-day you have is it an active day are you someone who you know is like a normal um, activity type you you kind of have like you know an hour or two during the day to be able to work out so that we can kind of get a, a, a better idea as to how much time you actually have to devote to yoga and meditation and then from there there's different plans that are suggested for you and these plans are literally just plan of action so every single day it'll ask you to watch a video and the video will be based upon the information that you put in previously so maybe today's video is specifically on meditation and it'll give you a 20 minute window to utilize that time to actually be guided through a meditation and then after that midday through the day it'll remind you that there's a meal plan here and here's the meal or here's the smoothie for this morning and so it literally goes through 
a day and that day gives you specific videos to watch and those specific videos are associated with the information that you previously put in so it's like basically a big algorithm that helps to push out the proper information that would work best for your schedule and uh, there's different plans you can choose you know a two-week plan specifically for you know getting nice abs like I have a whole ab program so the videos in there are specific to creating abdominal muscles and then there's also a, a one-month program towards finding balance in your handstand and then there's also a whole entire program specifically to adopt a daily practice of meditation and then there's also one to exploring your chakras. So I, I'm really doing my best to create different paths for people to take because the, the one thing that I've realized in my life is that there's many different paths to success. And there's many different views towards success because your your idea of success is completely different than mine, you know? And, you know, some of us see financial uh, values as success. Some of us see mindfulness, awareness, and health as success. So there's so many different variations. And I feel that finding that variation that feels right for you is most important. And that's why I have all these different paths that you can take within the app. Sounds amazing. Thank you uh, for putting that together. So I imagine much success for you. And when you, what you said success is different for every person. What is success to you? What does that success, sound like for you? Success for me is being able to create more value than I capture. So to, to create comes from an energy, you know, to have that source energy directly associated with my heart and to be able to create more value in this world than I capture. So it, it really is a continuous field. You know, what you put out is what you get in. And what you get in is what you put out. But I, I wish to put out more than I get in so that I can continue that flow of abundance. And as I get in more, I'm able to put out more. So that's really, I feel, my idea of success is, is being able to have this endless flow of energy because I'm consistently giving as much as possible to the universe, thus showing my value for that inherent life force that continues to flow through me. That's beautiful. I'm happy I asked that too. Thank you for that. That's a great definition of success. I like that a lot. You mentioned the uh, chakras. I have not, uh, I, I have never on the podcast so far spoken about like each chakra and what they might represent from uh maybe can we, do you f feel inclined to maybe yeah. go like a golden thread? What are the chakras and yeah. what do they represent? And maybe that'll bring up some more questions on my end. Yeah. So chakras are these wheels of energy within your body. If you think of your body as a symbiotic functioning cell, it has different parts to it, you know, and these parts have to work in coexistence for you to feel balanced, not only physically, but energetically. So in the ancient yogic wisdom and in many other, um, deeply informed sciences they speak of energetic centers and uh, if you look at you know Chinese culture they speak about you know you have your your chi your chi resides from the center right and these wheels of energy in the yoga philosophy are called chakras and so you have your base chakra which is the center or the root of the energy which roots you to that which is your 
primordial self. It's your very primal uh, beginnings. It's also like your home. It's the seat of all the energy. It's the uh, the connection to your ancestors, your lineage, that type of thing. And then you have your second chakra, which happens to be at about the pelvis area, the sex organs, and that is your place of creation. It's your place of creativity. It's where all of the life energy, quote-unquote, um, the power to create comes from. And so if you think of, like, you know, when you're feeling creative and, you know, you're moving, your hips are shaking, like, you're dancing. You're dancing in life. You're feeling that divine Leela. And from there, it rises up to your third chakra, which is your solar plexus. And these all have names as well and colors that are associated with them. And your solar plexus happens to be focused on your ego, your, your, your understanding that you have a karmic predicament within this life that has had you born into the parents that you have, have you born into the wealth or, or the poverty that you have, or had you, um, you know, associated with your name your the colors of your eyes that's that's your that's the the primal understanding that you as a person are an individual that is quote unquote different than others so that's your your ego how you present yourself in the world and then your fourth chakra is your heart chakra your anahata and that is coordinated with that which is the life force, the spark of energy that allows you to be able to create from a place of compassion, complete compassion, knowing that the work that you produce is just as important as your mind, your body, your spirit, and it needs to come from your heart to be able to be connected to that which is your inherent dharma, the work that you're meant to do in this world. And then from there, we get to your throat chakra, which is speaking your truth. It's your Vashuddha. So like this area here is, is literally speaking your truth. The vibratory nature of your speech is a vibration that you speak into reality. As you say it, so shall it be. So then we go from there to your third eye, which is it's like your center point. It's your Dristy. It's being able to focus, find that focus in your meditation, find that focus in your day-to-day -day work, find that focus in being able to center and attune your energy to be able to transmit information from point A to point B. And then your seventh chakra is the connection to all source energy. It's that light within you that allows your space to open up so that the universal consciousness can pour in. It's the understanding that we're connected to all. It's the beauty that brings forth the systematic symmetry of synchronicity, being able to connect with one another on a deeper level, knowing that, you know, all the way across the world, you could be over there and we can still have a conversation with our minds, not even knowing that we are quote unquote connecting yet and still it's our energy that is connecting it's the human nature of life you know it's the the beautiful connection of all existence oh, that's a great map of the chakra system as i understand it and it's it, just as an example of the last thing you were talking about with the crown chakra and being able to communicate without even being in the same time or space um 
I think that shows up a lot, maybe in mother's hunches or intuition. And it's also, I think, reflective in technology. Mm -hmm. um, that I think every outer technology that we see is based on inner technology that already exists. So I think that this the, the social media revolution that's happening right now is just it's sort of it's almost like it's sort of like porn for what's real. <laughs> and I think it's good because it's like, oh, wow, if this is possible with this, what in the heavens else is possible? And mm -hmm. I think it's all just based on what's already what already is possible. We just get to manifest it and actualize it. And I think uh, I, I, would you say that having that those maps of the seven chakras in your mind? Is that helpful for tapping into this inner technology? Like, why? What is the benefit of understanding the seven chakras for your average Joe? I would say that the benefit is just as important as understanding how your liver functions to, you know, to basically purify your blood, how your kidneys function, how your endocrine system functions. It's like your body has these many, many functions, right? And once you understand how your body works, you can understand when it's unbalanced and how to put it back into balance. So just like anything, like if you have a concept, you can utilize that concept to then understand the structure and bring that structure to a higher space of stability. And I feel that our physical forms are just as important as our spiritual forms and our intellectual forms and our emotional forms. And these different, uh, in yoga language, they call them koshas. They're the, the wrapping of our inner self, which is our soul. You know, that, that they call, it's the booty. It's the, the purest nature. It's the seed of life. That seed of life is covered in these outer koshas, which are, you know, the system of function, the physical body, the emotional body, the spiritual body. If you, you know, there's even cameras today that can actually take a picture of your aura that will show the different colors of your aura that literally are associated with the colors of your chakras. And it's, it's all real. We're only able to see, I think it's, it's, it's less than 2% of the vibration of light so we're only seeing a spectrum of light that is available for our eye but if we look at infrared if we look at x-rays there's so many different ways to see energy and they seem and energy from my understanding shows up in waves i've learned that from surfing mm -hmm. and it seems like that's if everything's energy then are we all surfing right now <laughs> and maybe waves that we're not visibly seeing yeah yeah, that's a big topic. Um, man, what? All right, so back to circling back to the idea that maybe if I had to guess, like the collective struggle, one of the biggest collective struggles of people making that leap to breaking normal and pursuing their passion and going all in, is, is something with blame. Like I, I have an idea that like where blame begins, reality ends. So wow, if, that's a good one. If blame, if that, if there's millions of people right now that are under the illusion of blaming and victimizing themselves, what, where, where would that show up in a chakra, or how would understanding our chakras maybe help someone overcome that or let go of that pattern? I mean, those those blame and shame can totally be associated with your heart chakra, um, because a lot of uh, like you you know if you feel like you've done something wrong, you have a heavy heart. You know, if you feel like guilty about something, you have a heavy heart. So I, I would say that, um, yeah, it's either in your heart chakra or in your solar plexus, which would be associated with your ego. 
you know, your ego has been damaged because you, you felt that, you know, it's, it's a shame that you weren't able to live up to the standards of your parents, or it's a shame that you weren't able to, you know, produce the value at work that you thought you were able to do. And really, I feel that the existence of your being is evolving at exactly the right pace that needs to happen for not only your mind, but also your heart and your soul. And we have to understand that, you know, things happen all to help us learn. Everything that's happening in our existence is there to help us learn. And it's what we can learn from those circumstances that will allow us to either progress on, evolve, and adapt, or to choose to accept that as our reality and to continue to go into the reoccurring cycle of feeling down, feeling bad for ourselves, feeling that shame and that guilt. What you got to understand is that it's not your fault, quote unquote. It, it is meant to be the way that it is. So like, you know, there, there's been so many, so many opportunities that have come along that I have just haven't been able to be there for because, you know, I'm doing something else or, you know, my time is spent doing something that, that doesn't allow me to be able to do this other thing that seems like it's going to be good for me. But then later on you see, oh my goodness, like the reason that this opportunity came forth was because I was meant to go down that road because I was meant to learn that lesson. I just got out of a really, um, what I would call a, a thought-provoking relationship. You know, I was in a relationship where I had moved to Topanga. I had this experience of living in Topanga. And, you know, I was with a, a beautiful woman who's very talented, but it wasn't right for me. And within a few months, I realized that the relationship wasn't serving me. It wasn't something that I was passionate about anymore. It wasn't something that I felt was helping me to progress into the best version of myself. And I feel that when we have the opportunity to reflect and when we have the space to be able to see the big picture, it helps us to understand that where we are currently is not where we're planning to be, but it's the present moment. And where we were before that moment is the past. And now we have this beautiful presence to be able to move forward with the learned information that we have from that situation. And a lot of times people don't learn. And that's the problem is that we're not, we're not actually progressing. We're not taking the information that we have had and applying it towards the future. It's like, you know, the, the current state of of America right now is a lot of people are doing the blame and shame thing, but they're not doing the, how can we learn from this situation and move forward with the information that we have? You know, half of the country did not vote. How can we learn from that situation and move forward? Even in my relationship, I was attracted to the shiny, pretty things rather than the content, the soul, the, the deep understanding that I should be attracted to the practice I should be attracted to that which is the the deep the deep understanding that the soulmate the the person that you wish to spend your time with is important and it's also even more important to understand that how you grow together is just as important as how you sow together how you plant those seeds together how you're actually looking to the future 
with bright eyes. You know, it, it's beautiful in the moment, but if you cannot see a future, then what are you looking at? Yeah, it, this definitely corroborates with some um, things I've studied. I remember a book particularly called Life After Life with Dr. James Moody, and he was basically studying uh, near-death experiences and what the for the ones that were like, gone for a while and then came back there was a there was common themes Mm -hmm. and one of them being a renewed presence like Mm -hmm. a renewed presence for learning and loving like they came back with a mission to love and learn yeah and i think that's such a i remember one of the musician maybe quote like live to learn learn to love or love to learn learn to love seems like a pretty (laughs) good strategy yeah for my life and just turning those up as much as i can and then also there's the, – I thought we were getting a little bit into paradoxical philosophy, which I think is very – it's closer to the truth sometimes than literal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that you're saying like you're not necessarily playing the blame game because you're, you're realizing you're making your own choices, but you also realize by making those choices that you're missing out on something else. Exactly. And that's, uh, that's something to explore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I feel that honestly like we oftentimes think that uh, we are – we are the, the, the person who's making the game, you know, we're, we're the architect of this whole game world, but, but really we are more so the avatars and understanding that, that we are a a beautiful existence within this magnificent universe and that all is happening just as it's meant to happen. So to surrender into that beauty, to surrender into that presence that Whatever the world is giving you is only going to make you stronger, is only going to prepare you more for what you need to be able to produce in this world or what you're meant to become. It's all blossoming. See yourself as a beautiful plant. And once you get to that stage where, you know, you've been through the hardcore winters, you've been through the hardcore summers, you've been through it. Now you can blossom fully, shine your light, spread those flowers, bring forth beauty into the world, and share those fruits with the people who you love most. Yeah, I think the plant is such a powerful parable and metaphor because that's how a lot of it is, uh, especially if anyone's ever grown fruit trees on the purpose for food. I, I even think of like the blueberry tree. I think it's, I've heard this idea from my blueberry guru that the first year they sleep, the second year they weep, the third year they leap, and the fourth year they reap. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people may get uh, really hard on themselves when they're expecting four-year results within the first few months. Yeah. And I guess that's a, that's a matter of definitely an emotional intelligence, I would say, for someone to keep realizing like as deep as their roots go is probably is how much fruit's going to produce. There's a direct correlation and to stick with it through the seasons and the ebbs and the flows and those waves of energy that are coming in from all directions, even the ones that we don't see. Yeah, and that's honestly why I prescribe yoga and meditation. Like my number one thing for for a cure-all, if I were like, you know, some, oh, I'm depressed, I don't know how to get over this relationship, I don't know how to get over, you know, losing my job, yoga and meditation. Because it really teaches you to have patience. The most important person that we can have patience with is ourself. The most important person that we can take the time to really open up into, to discover, to learn more about is ourself. 
Yeah, and yeah, and that connecting that back to the avatar because it's funny. My last conversation with Bobby last night, we were talking about the avatars, and can you imagine if we were avatars for some other alien race playing video games, mm-hmm. and we're just kind of going along <laughs> with the ride, and we think we're in control? What What do you mean? Like, who who if we're, if you're an avatar, who is playing the script or creating the scene, and how, what's your beliefs around that? I feel that there's there is a super conscious and when i say a super conscious i mean that this is all one all living beings are connected we have proven that that is known so the the life force that is within you is connected to the life force within me when you know a, a cow gets slaughtered when a tree dies when you know your cat gets ran over whatever it is it's it's all connected so that energy is felt throughout the the macrocosm of energy. So I feel that because it is all one, the avatars are literally just little existences or spurts of that original energy that is manifested in a space where we're able to be able to communicate with it so that we can understand how to get back home. Because eventually, that's our number one goal, is to all get back to the original source. How we get there is just the journey of life. Well, man, you are on a powerful journey. I'm highly inspired by you. Oh. It's uh, it's fun to be around you, and I'm excited to see where we might be next together. Do you? What's your? Do you have any next big travels? <laughs> yeah, you keep you keep the rubber, you keep it moving. Oh, definitely, man. I feel like that's our that's our existence as human beings. Is we have these legs, we have all this technology, we have the opportunity to see the world, and each experience brings forth more knowledge, more learning, more laughing, more loving. So um, next up is Costa Rica. I'm leading a retreat with uh, my great friend Nimai, who's an absolutely epic vegan fitness um, competitor. He does a, a lot of different uh, you know, fitness techniques and actually was on the cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine. Um, the only vegan to be featured on the cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine, which is huge. That's and awesome. he's just a, an incredible human being. And so we've got... Um, Nimai, Nadav, and Bianca, we're all going for a vegan fitness retreat that's going to help people understand not only how to embody the fitness, how to cook the food, but also how to raise their vibrations as human beings. So that's number one. I've got that coming up. And then I've also got Envision Festival, which is one of my favorite festivals ever. One of the most incorporating uh, it's it's like they've got you know healthy eating they've got uh, completely sustainable grounds out there where they literally make the space better than it was before they've got permaculture gardens they've got so many different ways that you can learn modalities to become a more self-sufficient and sustainable human being while at the same time dancing practicing yoga i'll be teaching two acro yoga classes out there connecting human beings back to that understanding that we are here to help and support each other and then thereafter um, i'll be jumping back here for kind festival i'll be teaching at kind festival which is the first uh, marijuana legal festival here in california Um, for all ages that's happening over at Tyson Ranch in Palm Springs and then I'll be uh, jumping back to Costa Rica for some filming 
And um, I've got some epic retreats coming up. Um, you know, if people are interested, they can go check out my website, Andrew 7 Seely. That's the number 7, S-E-A-L-Y, dot com. And, um, yeah, I'm just happy to see you guys around the world, happy to continue to inspire to the best of my ability, and happy to create sustainable practices so that you can really change your life. Check out Eat Thrive Yoga. Much love to you, Daniel. Thank you so much for sharing me with your beautiful, incredible community of awesome people that are ready to break normal. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it. So thank you. And, uh, man, when is the event in Costa Rica? What are the dates? Oh, the event in Costa Rica. So the retreat is from the 15th until the 19th. Oh, wow. And do you have a, a space there? I'm imagining. Yeah, where Imaloa Institute. Imaloa Institute is part owned by my great friend Nadav. Nadav is one of the most incredible CEO coaches. So he actually coaches CEOs on how to live a more resonant, sustainable lifestyle that is associated with their purpose. So bringing more purposeful fulfillment into their businesses and their life. Wow, that's that's cool. That's uh, that's a great time of the year to go to Costa Rica. And finally, I just had one question that popped up to wrap this up, when we, especially because we're talking about the chakra system. This is something that I'm not so familiar with, and I'm wondering if you know a bit more. But about the cerebral spinal fluid and associated with maybe 33 vertebrae 33 vertebrae and you how got that it. might connect with the metaphor of jesus do you know anything about that because i just want to <laughs> that's a we whole other we don't have to go all in there. but we could maybe scratch the <laughs> kind of scratch the surface of what that might be about to keep people in a curious state because i'm some i'm curious about that oh definitely um well if you're curious about that i would highly suggest uh checking out a book um, by the name of light on pranayam and that's by bks iangar um, another great book for that is called The Serpent Power. Um, I forget who the author of that book is, but basically you have 33 vertebrae. And within those 33 vertebrae, it's protected by um, the actual vertebrae themselves. But there's this column of liquid. And this liquid is your synovial fluid, which brings the messages from your brain to every single nerve ending in your body. And in yoga language, they say there's about 72,000 of these little nerve endings throughout your body, which they call nadis. And there's the ida and the pingala. You have your left side and your right side. And these sides spiral up your spine, and the points where they actually meet in that spiral just like you, you ever see like the medical emblem oh, yeah. with the two snakes on the side and then the angel wings at the mm -hmm. top. I mean, it's, it's all pretty uh, symbolic of the seven chakras. And then at the top, you get this explosion of light power, which is that which they call reaching samadhi, that, that place of complete and utter connection, knowing that what you are doing is exactly what you're supposed to be doing without even thinking about the doing, being fully immersed in the purposeful fulfillment of your dharma. So I, I feel strongly that, you know, checking out more information about yoga, whether it be kundalini, whether it be a, a deeper exploration of how the 33 vertebrae are associated with the seven energy centers of your body, Check it out. It's all really good information to learn. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone on that note, if anyone wants to check out a personal experience I had last year, I was running a uh, mastermind, and I was in the thick of it with a lot of things going on, and I, I ended up having what maybe someone in the Western medicine f perspective would say, like a panic attack or something. And then the other, maybe from your perspective, you, I imagine you would think it's like a Kundalini rising. 
Um, but a lot of energy coming from my hips that shot up my body until I, I had to lay on my stomach. I was starting to feel real snaky. And uh, until I accepted this, like, Im- like, until I embraced the idea that Jesus and a snake can be together, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden I, I went calm. And I, I have like a 45 minute YouTube video about that. If anyone wants me to share, I kept it private because there was other for that many reasons one that other people are in the call but i'm sure it's cool to share if someone's really interested in that because i am and i it's really it was challenging to understand what's happening and i'm still curious about it yeah i mean there's there's many books that uh speak of jesus actually being someone who practiced yoga and a lot of his teachings are congruent with the teachings of the ancient rishis and the people who have been teaching how kundalini rises up the chakras to bring forth enlightenment and if you even think about the halo like being an illumined being a lot of these uh, little uh ley lines help us to to understand that we are all energetic matter and that when we vibrate to such a frequency that we're able to be seen as a saint there happens to be a deep correlation to the light that happens to illuminate from within and then shine out. Wow. Well, as we mentioned, we could probably keep going and going. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll do that off the air. And uh, yeah, reach out to me on Instagram if you want that video. I've sent it around. It's definitely people have resonated with it. I think it's one of those topics that can be extremely touchy because uh, if someone grew up in an environment where Jesus literally meant something like their savior and that, is, that brings up a lot. It brings up a lot. So I think it's a big topic. And I love how uh, you speak about it in not a convicting or kind of like preaching way, but more like you're curious enough to live it. Mm-hmm. And, it and I believe in Jesus and I love Jesus. And I've been to church many times. One of my best friends is a Christian over at Reality Church here in L.A. And I strongly believe in the presence of Jesus as a a man who was here on this earth at a certain time to bring forth the spiritual wisdom of Christianity. But I feel that even beyond him preaching a religion, because he didn't even preach, he was just living his lifestyle. And through his living the Dharma of his lifestyle, that is now what has become the teachings of Christianity. So, so to leave a legacy of light, I feel, is, is the teachings of Jesus Christ. That is so true. And I, I, all of a sudden I had this like curiosity. I wonder what Jesus, if there was an app world around when Jesus, <laughs> what app he would have created. Because they pretty much there's this whole system created around him, which I think Jesus was Jew and now there's Christianity. It's all kind of fascinating. And I love looking at it from like a purely literal, metaphorical, symbolic paradoxical and creative and I think you did too and I really enjoy your perspectives they're just easy for me to consider and they sit nicely with me and I appreciate you so keep keep being you Andrew I think a lot of people feel that way around you as we say in yoga namaste namaste blessings my brethren thank you so much thank you awesome this boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society Aloha, everyone. I trust y'all are so enjoying these transmissions, becoming more of an est- in a state of awe, more in a state of joy, bliss, blessed. The attitude of gratitude is growing in you. You're becoming a magnet for unavoidable success more and more every day, so you're experiencing life in the most heavenly way you ever have now, and that it only gets better from here on out. That's my prayer for us, and that we're uh, giving our gifts generally, generously, 
generously that uh, our cups are spilling over, and if we want to get something to give it, wow, it's been a lot to keep up with, with traveling with uh, our baby and Deanna and all these different climates. Like, literally, someone can drive to snow, to the beach, to the desert, to valleys, to rivers, all in one day on this island. And with my ambition for adventure, it's been pretty it's been a pretty fun opportunity to stay grounded and also prioritize this podcast and my other projects that are built around my passion um if you want to team up with me right now i think our number one offering i'm most excited about is uh on february 22nd we'll launch our next tribe design facilitator training for up to 22 people and that will uh that what that looks like is a month-long virtual training it's awesome life-changing i mean if you're attached to seeking affirmations for your limitations or are you looking to surround yourself with people that don't hold you accountable to your highest it's probably not for you but if you're ready to go all in on your dreams and start living like today is the best day ever and we're not sure how many days we'll have but we're willing to go all in in the meantime this is for you if you want to cultivate the art of being able to design a tribe wherever in the world you go that you just become a magnet for connection and that you understand how to connect people even if they don't agree with one another able to uh, basically be a catalyst for heart sync over group think. If that's something you're looking for or being able to facilitate retreats that get you paid to share your passion in a way that feels good and makes like money more clean in my opinion. I think a lot of people think money is dirty because they're trading their time doing something they don't want to do to see numbers move on their screen. And that's one of those moments I would ask you to ask how much is making this money costing me? How much is saving money costing me? And just to treat money as there's no shortage of it because in reality money is made up and how can something made up be scarce? So I trust all these podcasts and transmission are getting you to go all in on your dreams and passions beyond your stories around money, time, or space because those seem the cultural norms that most people are ready to break through to start living a more liberated life rather than under someone else's ploy. So if this resonates with you, go ahead and send your application in today at internationaltribedesign.com and one of our awesome team members will get back to you to explore if you're a good fit because if you are, we want you to start running retreats around the world, designing tribes based on what lights you up the most. Build the people and the places will come. And that seems to be a real reality here. While I've been out here in Hawaii, so many people want to show me their the land they're stewarding, the retreat centers they're building, the ideas around designing functional tribes that are thriving rather than the vicious circle of some of the cultures that are not working. It's been such an inspiring trip, and uh, I'm, I'm wanting to team up with the people that are taking the time out of their day to tune in and listen to these ideas about Breaking Normal. And if you're ready to take action, hit me up, breakingnormal.com. I trust if, if you're feeling the call, we'll see you in Austin, and uh, we'll get you trained to start facilitating your own events and maybe some even tribe designs. That's what's happening in Austin. Three people that have gone through the program are actually facilitating this event, and our intention is to show up as either supporters or uh, special guests, but more as a um, as experiencing the experience as an attendee, like maybe you who's listening will be. So if you're ready to celebrate life in a tribe design in one of the greatest places on earth, the greatest time to be there, I'm trusting I'll see you in my inbox or I'll see an application from you. And we'll get ready to party in all the cool ways. All the ways that make everything better. This is not like an experience of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like what happens at a tribe design upgrades everything forever. Hmm. Aloha, y'all. Keep breaking normal.